With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Heads Up Hockey with Jersey Joe once again. And Tom Fitzgerald has done it. Another big signing. It is a wonderful feeling when you see the Fitz magic done all over again here on the podcast. Yes, I know it just happened a day or a few ago, but Fitzy traded away David Severson for the 80th overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And now Jasper Bratt signed under $8 million annual average and is here to stay in the state of New Jersey, the garden state of hockey. And I'm beyond excited to see that the New Jersey Devils are moving forward in the progression towards being a perennial playoff team and a potential Stanley Cup winner again. Now, the Devils have over $26 million in cap space after that transaction. So with that being said, a lot of the core forwards are here for another four to seven years. And then you have some other pieces that are up for uh, extensions, other guys that might not be brought back. Tomas Shatar is up for a deal, but does he come back? Does he go? That's going to be another uh, mention down the road, but I think what the Devils are honestly looking at, they're looking to get a little bit heavier with guys like Nolan Foote coming up from Utica. You have guys like Graham Clark who can really shoot the puck. And the Devils have Simon Nemesh and Luke Hughes anchoring the left side of uh, the defense and the right side of defense. And this team is definitely going to be an interesting uh, dynamic going forward. They're going to be offensive. They're going to have growing pains. Nothing's going to be perfect, but it's going to be a good system that these young guys play with these older veterans and these aged veterans. So really the Devils have a lot of good things flowing and talks to get Timo Meyer signed on the dotted line for an eight-year deal is in the works and the Devils got the goods and eventually when Timo does sign with New Jersey, this will probably be the best trade to date in New Jersey Devils history. And I will say this, that Fitzgerald is the king of cap management and asset management. He is really good from the time he stepped in as an interim GM, moving on from guys like Blake Coleman who were cheap enough for the Tampa Bay Lightning to win one of their past couple cups. And Devils needed that Muhammadulin pick. Uh, eventually, they got the Dawson Mercer trade pick after Fit, I mean Ray Shiro did that, and Tom Fitzgerald believed in guys like Kevin Ball and the pick that would be eventually uh, Dawson Mercer. It expedited the rebuild, and the Devils have seen that rebuild become a contention. 
So the Devils are done with being cellar dwellers. They're not going to be like the San Jose Sharks. They're not going to be like someone of the Vancouver Canucks or, let's say, said team. Chicago. So the Devils are in a different position than they were in the past decade, rebuilding and adding guys to their pipeline. So really, the Devils aren't going to move every single player to make every single hockey trade. They're going to make the necessary moves after the season starts and to see what they can really do when it gets closer to the trade deadline. Kind of like what they did with Timo Meyer. And the Devils certainly have guys like Jack Hughes, Nikola Heischer, Jesper Bratt, all locked up for the long run. You have Dougie Hamilton there, Siegenthaler, Marino. I'm telling you, Luke Hughes, Simon Debech are on those team-friendly contracts, super friendly. And once they start getting in there, eventually down the road, next two seasons, uh, you're going to be seeing a guy like uh, Arseny Gritzia come over from the KHL. And even his agent made it known that you know, the Devils didn't have enough room. So the Devils are going to eventually bring him over. It'd be like our version of Kirill Kaprizov. So really, the Devils are in really good position not to hamstring themselves. But for the next two to ten seasons, easily, you haven't seen a lot of these young guys hit their prime yet. And... You're looking at when the cap does go up, it's probably be around $46 million in cap space to $48 million, and so on and so forth. And I mentioned before that the escrow is almost paid off. And that means there could be a little bit more harmony with the, uh, the collective bargaining agreement for a lot of the NHL players. And really... This helps the Devils and those players save more money down the road. And whoever decides on the next CBA deal makes it easier for players not to ask for a lot more, but they get to take more net pay because you have the escrow, your player agent fees, and then you have your your uh, your payroll taxes and such. So really, I'm not going to go further into that, but what I'm saying is the league is in a good uh, state of health economically, and you have the Devils are being managed very well by Tom Fitzgerald. He has the blessings of uh, Joshua Harris and David Blitzer, and they firmly believe in Fitzy. I believe that Tommy's going to hit a couple big ones uh, in this draft. And I would like to play around with the draft simulator, see what the doubles could do. And I'm just going to do a little behind-the-scenes action. And I might be quiet for a little minute or two, but I'll give you a heads up. When I get to pick 80, I'll tell you what it is. Because 
the Devils don't have it listed under NHL Draft Prospects Hockey, draftprospectshockey.com. Let me see this. Okay, under pick 80. I would pick, if this player is available still, I would go with Ethan Miedema, a left wing, 6'3", 206 pounds, highly skilled forward with great size and athletic tools. Smooth puck handler drives the net, and and he's very raw. So he's definitely someone that you can get out of the kinks in front and axe. Now let's get to that doubles pick. <clears throat> okay, they are asking for a big goaltender. Let's get a big goaltender. Ah, here we go. Carson Musser, right out of the USA National National Development Program. Todd Fitzgerald loves his USNTDP players. And they're asking for a big center. Let's get a big center. All right. Let's see. Ooh. I like this one. <laughs> Owen Outwater from the Kingston Frontenacs. Six foot two, one sixty one at one hundred fifty fourth. 186, pick a left winger. Let's pick a left winger. Let's see who's out there. Ah, there's another USNTD player right there. Big two-way guy is Beckett Hendrickson. Let's see. Who else is there? Ah. Maybe we'll go with Florin Jackai. All right. He is from the OHL and six foot two hundred seventy five power forward. Let's get a left handed defenseman. Mm. Here we go. Christian Kostadinsky out of Ferlunda HC J twenty from Sweden. Got a Polish name though. I like that. Basically, in this draft, the, the Devils would hit on just about every player they need. Uh, you get your your goal scorer, two-way player, dynamic guy, and Jesse Kiskinen from U20 SM Sarja from the, the Pelicans, uh, under-20 team. Carson Musser. Out of USN TDP under 18, 
250 pounds. No need to rush him. Big goalie. Owen Outwater, big two-way player, playing center. And then Florian Jekai, big physical power forward. You know, I love Sasquatches. I like big, physical, hard-hitting, big-body players. I like to see these guys develop. Christian Kosadinski, big, physical, and defensive. You need someone that's going to defend your goaltender and not mess and not mess around. So, just like Kevin Ball, I like to make sure the Devils have another Sasquatch in the waiting, and really, it would be a blessing to see how everything forms right there. Let me see. Let me go back towards that 80th pick because it's not updated in the system, but you know me, I have a, I have a good mind for finding things. That's right, Ethan Mietema, the Canadian left shooting, left wig. We definitely need a lot of size um, because there's one thing over the year uh, I've been talking about a lot with Tom Fitzgerald is that he's been going and drafting big body players because it's not easy to acquire a lot of those guys, but you can draft and develop them. And once you find those gems, you can bring them at your own pace and certainly get things going. And once those guys start hitting, they start developing from your minor league system, like the AHL, you can say, this kid's ready. Let's plug him in. Let's see him how he does. And you don't want to pull him in and out, in and out like Ruff usually does with some guys. He used to do that with Kevin Ball, but when Brennan Smith had an injury and or wasn't playing so well or Severson kind of was on and off, Kevin Ball would get some chances. And he took advantage of it later in the year, and he really showed why he was a big key to the playoffs against the Rangers. And Luke Hughes, I mean, I was called for him to play against the Rangers because the Rangers aren't all that physical last time they played them. But the Rangers, with their new coach and Peter Laviolette, are going to want more physical, gritty guys. And they're not going to bring back a Ryan Reeves if they did. All heck's going to break loose. But I digress. The Devils are going to certainly control what they can do from in-house and externally and bring in more guys that they can do more with. I honestly, if I'm looking at free agents, the only guys I'm really interested in are guys like Garnet Hathaway, Tyler Bertuzzi, Ivan Barbashev, and 
maybe Defession more, but like I really like the Cotter Cliftons, but the odds of those are really going to pay off much. I would rather see a Clifton uh, defense, and I would also rather have a trade for Ross Colton. Ross Colton is my favorite non-New Jersey Devils player. He plays a lot like Ryan Carter, but with more speed, very physical. Nothing against you, Ryan Carter. I'm talking about Ross Colton now. He's one who learned from him, watching him in the playoffs in 2012. And the Robbinsville, New Jersey native wants to be back at home. I have a friend of mine who knows his brother or someone else in his family. And I said to him, why don't you ask Ross Colton yourself and see if he would like to get traded to New Jersey. And I hope the Devils get him because he would absolutely bring a lot of New Jersey fans that were like, they could relate to him. I can relate to him because he's from the state. My family's from the state. And I can relate to him because my family on my mom's side comes from New Jersey. And having him winning the Stanley Cup a few times already. And being locker room buddies and teammates with Andre Palat makes a ton of sense. And, pardon me, allergies. When you have a guy like Palat over time, uh, either get bought out, get traded, retire, it's good to have that next guy who's going to step in, knows how to win in the playoffs, and know how to be clutch. And I'm a big fan of Palats. And you're not always going to have those guys stay around hitting their prime when guys slow down. It's good to have the next guy there. So really, I think for those of you come see me on Heads Up Hockey on YouTube with me, Jersey Joe. Also, Spotify for podcasters known as anchor.fm and give me a like subscribe and tell me what you think of the show give me a five-star rating if you really like it on other podcatchers and give me some comments and let me know what i can do for you for the next episode thank you have a wonderful day Mm-hmm. <laughs>